here we are again, and this time, again, sitting at beautiful Barrel House. Down. Yeah, a couple beers almost finished uh, at Barrel House Brewing, sitting here with Loesch and Lisa. Hey, guys. And Duncan. And Duncan, and Duncan and the Duncan. little Ewok puppy that's had, <laughs> apparently he's on his 12th life, you guys said? Okay, yeah. that's cool. That's, you know, every pet owner has stories, and I mean, we've... We don't have pets. We have a child. A child is it's like, which is like a lot of pets. It's like worse than a pet, though, because you can't leave them home. You can't leave it outside. Because it can actually talk back. Well, well and yeah, it's yeah, getting it there, too, out, right? Yeah. So, it has thumbs. It has opposable thumbs. It has thumbs. And there go, that's Lisa's second snort of the day, so I feel like this is going quite well. I want to hear Annie's snort. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe that's our goal before let's this ends. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be a monkey, but I grabbed my little boobies. Oh! Wow. I think we're good. I th- no, I mean, I th- like, I feel like... And the trend is dirty and pass roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where it's going, apparently. Okay. So, uh, this time we want to talk to Loesch, because he has kind of, well, far more insider knowledge than Annie or I do. Um, you do, dude. You have way more contacts. I don't think so. You, you guys, guys weren't raised here? They weren't raised here. I, you guys I are moved industry. here right for the big earthquake in 03. Yeah, you, you really are. are. I mean, people I really, you really respect you guys and like you guys. That's what we're trying to do right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this, this uh, microphone's all about. Testing, <laughs> testing. I'll be here all week. Um, so, no, but I mean, it, I think for you, I think you have, your, your background, because you're local, mm-hmm. kind of growing up here, the food, the wine, the beer, you've seen this thing really blow up, especially North County. I know you, you yeah. spent a lot of time in South County, yeah. but you really love North County. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I feel like this can go off in many directions, um, so I'm willing to ride this wave wherever you want to take it, but I've been here since 03. 03, things were really slow. Downtown Paso, no offense to anybody, but it sucked. We had the earthquake. After the earthquake, sorry for the badness that happened, but that without that earthquake, I don't think I don't think downtown would be what it is today without having had that earthquake. I've said I've been saying this since it happened. Um, so where, what are your thoughts on... Where Paso's come from, let's say the last decade, to where it is today, and like, what do you kind of see happening in the future? I mean, so let's let's cover the, where was it a decade, fifteen years ago? I mean, I wasn't even into wine that long ago, so to me, it was it was nowhere on my map whatsoever. Right. Um, it was just a cowboy town. That, that's all. Mm-hmm. Anything over the grade, you know, growing up, you know, they're just a bunch of hicks, cowboys up there. Well, the only reason people came through Paso back then was to get to Nacimento, Lake exactly. Nacimento, or oh, right. to get to 46 East to, to go, go over to Oceano to go to yeah, the yeah, dunes. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly, right. And so, um, it was just, there was It was a pass-through there. town to get gas. It's Paso what it was. Town. Right. It was. I mean, you'd come up in the summer, maybe to the fair, mm-hmm. if you didn't go to Santa Maria Fair. Right. The Maria, that's where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Santa Maria? Yeah. It's, so it's, I mean, to me, it's like, I, the, I've even seen the change in the last, What's a good one you know, eight years, five years. So, okay, so based on, I'll just go off that number then, what, five years ago to now, what what do you think has been the biggest shift in Paso? What, what have you noticed the most? The biggest shift is the young winemakers coming in. Okay. I mean, there's just a lot of new talent coming into the area. Well, and I mean... Actually, I guess we're sitting in a great place we're for great that location. comment. We're in Tin City. We're in Tin City. We're, it's, we're at Barrel House Brewing, and we're sitting here looking across the street, at, and there's, what, 15, 16, 17 wineries? Amazing. I mean, you close alone, Aaron, exactly. Aaron Desperado. Wines, Desperado. Um, Field Recording. Field Brian Record. Benson. Brian Benson's over here. Onyx. You've got, Cora, Onyx. You've got yeah. Nell. Yep. You've got... Um, Levo? Levo? Levo. When do they Levo? open? Let's go. 
<laughs> we're going to take the microphone and go to Levo now. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, Powell Mountain is over here. Yep. Yeah. There's just so many. Uh, the Terizis are right over there for Giornato wines. I mean, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So but much. But it's the young, like you were saying, the young. It's kind of like you know, the young guns, the, the young, young bucks, yeah. like kind of the rebels. Bringing something interesting and innovative back to winemaking. And it's not just Tin City. I mean, just mm -hmm. to no, go just further with your point, like, I mean, one of our favorites is um, Amy Butler with Ranchero oh, Cellars and stuff she butler. does. You know what I mean? Um, but you're right. I mean, I think when I first got into wine with you eight years ago, um, there wasn't a lot of young winemakers. Mm -hmm. So I, I would agree, yeah, for yeah. sure. In the last five years, there's been a big shift. But, I mean, that's kind of the changing of the guard, right? I mean, it that is kind the of changing happens. of the guard, but there's a lot to learn from the older guys who in this Absolutely. area as well. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Just there, and they, you can see a lot of them. They want to share, and they want to mentor, and, mm -hmm. and they want to be there for these guys. Who would you, who would you mention if you talking about the old guys? I'm not calling anybody old, but the guys that have been here a while. Who do, you, who do the you OG. think are kind of like those OG, kind of the cool Paso winemakers that are actually doing that mentoring and that? There's people like oh. Frank Norelli. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll Zin talk Alley. to the young guys. Zin Alley, yeah. uh, Clavo. He Neil was Roberts. by the way. Um, uh, he was in Zen Alley guy was in Frank, on Thursday at 15 CM. Yeah, exactly. Frank is oh, a yeah. good guy. I mean, he's and his beautiful wife Connie. Yeah, Connie, mm -hmm. yeah, they're an awesome, awesome couple there. I mean, he's part of the Pazzini family, and they were the ones who mm -hmm. cleared out all the land where Turley was. Yeah, that was right. all their property, and they that was all Oak Grove Forest, and they cut that down and sold it as charcoal to the railroad. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my and gosh. So that's so how funny. all that land was. Cleared. God, the history of Paso is insane. It's it is. crazy. It really? Cool. Cool. Who was that cool. second name you mentioned after Frank? The Pazzinis. That's he's part of the. No, not there was another name, another winemaker guy you mentioned. Neil Roberts. Oh, Neil. Neil Roberts. Yeah, yeah. Neil Roberts He's is really good. For, when I first moved to town, I mean, he was one of the first people I met when I worked at Cass. Oh, okay, right. Was, you know, he, but he was a vineyard manager. He wasn't making any. He wasn't making. He wasn't and making we've wine. only known him since he's had Clavo Cellars too. So we know him as the vineyard guy and the winemaker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he again, right, right down the road from 15C. But um, yeah, he's another good one. Love I would mention, like, I think, like guys like Gary Eberly. Gary um, Eberly, um, Neil Collins. Oh yeah, for sure. He's you know, been here Neil's got all those young guys out there that are making wines themselves that that have been under his, you know, and he's amazing tutelage. By too. Yeah. 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 Well, and the interesting thing about him too is um, he has you know Bristol Cider House. Exactly. And isn't yeah. it is it his son, or who's helping him make the ciders and all that? I think it is his son. He's Jordan was there, but no, he's it was um it was Adam somebody. Who's, it's Adam and his, Adam. Um, his cider master but, is. Adam. Adam to Oh, Adam Welsh, yeah. Adam the Welsh, artist, yeah. The artist. Yeah. But he's not just an artist. He also, he uh, did assistant winemaking. Oh, yeah. And I oh, and I apologize, Adam, right now for not knowing. You know, he was with, um, wasn't he with Ingram? <laughs> he's been with a, he's worked at a lot of different wineries mm -hmm. locally. He does, like, he'll do the whole cellar rat thing, yeah. help with making wine. But he's been with um, uh, St uh, Steve, right? Steve, Steve Anglum. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. At different places. Um, is Still good, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, because one nice. of Neil's kids was involved in the cider thing, but maybe not. Well, they are now because they're both of them are working at the cider house. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So what? both but of that them goes are back there. to like legacy, right? So if Neil's been around a while and then yeah. you're getting your kids into that, like, damn, dude, like what a legacy, and you're you're right? having that. There be is a part of even it. Um, uh, the guys at Bella Luna. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, Sherman. Sherman. yeah, Sherman. Um, Catherine is Kathy. This is wife. Yeah, and so oh, and then the, the kids are there helping them, yeah. and they also have their own label now. So they talk do. about more exactly. young winemakers. Yeah. Exactly, and mm -hmm. so it's like that's kind of like that legacy thing that's going on. And I know that Frank and his son are doing some stuff together. Oh, right on. So not just right sins; they're doing like some some blends, some Syrah type blends, and right. things like that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just all so then kinds. it's the people that branch off that we're mentoring under people like Neil Collins. They go out and kind of create their own, their own thing, thing. Right. Like, right? Who was the guy 
um, oh my god, he was working with Mc, McPrice Myers. Oh, uh, he's got his Edgar. Own... Oh, Edgar. Yeah, well, well, he was with like the Hug Clan too, and he yeah. now, he yeah. now runs the Hug label because they sold it to they him. Sold so Augie uh, yeah. and Rockell makes, are out. He makes so theirs. Branches. And... It's all, not only legacy family, but it's like well. So yeah, you talk about like we can almost call that like the Paso family wine tree, right? that's all over the place. And I'm yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of that. It would that would actually be something interesting to map and actually. That would be because think about Ryan Pease is I'll making. She's the member. <laughs> Ryan Pease is making wine for Joe Barton. Yep. He's, yeah, got, yeah, he's got he's yeah. got Terre. Yep. Uh, he, he's doing stuff with um, uh, Lo Madrone as well. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. he's doing some stuff with with them. I, it, it, this is he might not be anymore, but he was. I knew you know. So a while ago. I mean, I would think that just an overall arching statement would be like that. I think one of the cool things about Paso and the wine situation here and beer, distillery, cider, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, is it's just like, it's such a free, open, really is. liberal sort of um, arena for people to come and like get creative and get well, and, crazy and, and do really cool and shit. And get creative, and I think a, a big side point to that is not only like get creative, but it's like, we have people here in the distillery business, in the craft beer business, in the wineries, in the food too, that are actually completely going sideways, away from the mainstream, yeah. and, and really testing and it's interesting and, things, and it's cool. Like everybody's cool with that, you yeah. know. Whereas, well, I mean, I don't mean I don't want to speak like out of school or whatever, but like stay up in Napa. I feel well, like we it's are just, out of school, honey. I think God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it seems like sort of stricter there. And well, I well, maybe like, I don't know that that's true. And everybody works together. I mean, they are essentially, you know, com- not competing, but they are, you know, <clears throat> trying to sell their own brand. But they're exactly. also a community. Well, and yeah. everyone's helpful yeah. and. Exactly. And it's not like and, the old world either, and, where you have and, such and like strict Napa, regulations and like, what you can't do, right. right. you can do it. <laughs> right. yeah, so I mean, that's the yeah. that's the joy of the new world, right? Well, I, but I think even coming back to Tin City, I think this is an amazing analogy for probably all of Paso. Like these guys are all trying to sell their own wine and girls, um, <laughs> but ladies. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> well, the ladies. The ladies, but no, I mean I think wine. it's these guys are also working together. They're they're a co-op right. in a sense. Yes, yep. trying to get people to Tin City. And then go wherever you want to go. Yeah. Um, so, so in the last five years, you've noticed that as a trend, like younger winemakers, younger winemakers. Um, I've seen a shift from high alcohol wines to lower alcohol. Yeah, lower yeah, yeah. Alcohol that wines. Oh, that was a big complaint. Actually. There was a big complaint about that for a while. We like, heard that out, out on the, out in the field. Yeah, <laughs> but by I, I in mean, the field we mean drinking wine out. Yeah, there. but there is, a, there is a place for those high alcohol. Yeah, absolutely, wines. absolutely. I mean, they get you drunk. Yeah, <laughs> which is, at the dinner Which table. is the end goal I, sometimes. She, sometimes, well, yeah. Sometimes I would say about seventy five percent time. That's good. So. As far as wine specifically, then, I, I think, like, in the last five years, one of the trends I've seen is you're seeing, like, obviously we were like, oh, it's like the Rhone area, Paso mm-hmm. Robles, but then, you know, Cab Collective and stuff like that, you have this Bordeaux thing, mm-hmm. but then also, like, Red Blends have just, like, I mean, we've really kind of started to dominate in Red Blends, even it's in, like, scoring. It's not GSM anymore. It's no, no, yeah. no. Like, everything. GSM. Like, people no. have a ZSM and a this. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, MSG. Aaron Jackson, my taste, we did a release party for Aaron Jackson last Wednesday, and it was a Petit Bordeaux, Grenache, and Syrah blend. See, like, that's... You're like, how is that Today, going? that's probably actually See, that's considered cool. more of a normal blend, yeah. whereas... Five years ago, right. that, wouldn't be. Like, why would you do that? Well, even like Frank Norelli, one of the, one of the older it. guys, he's doing a 50-50 Pinot Zinfandel blend that is amazing. Hmm. That, see, no, I never like, would think 50-50 Zeno. You wouldn't Z- think Zeno that and Pin. Zeno and Pin. <laughs> Zeno and Pin. <laughs> that's a new one. Ooh, write that Let, down. Okay, yeah, make a mark of that because that's going to be our next uh, mm-hmm. our little wine project, Zeno, Zeno and Pin. <laughs> It doesn't Aren't sound very good, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Pen and Teller, but yeah. 
No, I think you're right. I mean, it's um, the interesting blends has become a thing. Because, yeah, we were there for a while. It was, even in, like, wine enthusiasts, it was like, Paso, home of the Rhone. Which, I love Rhone. I love Rhone-style wines. don't get us wrong. We all love Rhones. But I think that's been a big shift, too. I haven't met a Rhone I don't like. Well, me too. Um, And then also bringing in varietals that you don't see grown, like Tarantes is being grown here in Templeton. Who's doing that? Stoked on that. That's over at the the Plum Orchard Vineyard. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you know, go ahead and tell them. Well, I thought that Allie and Clover were doing the Tarantos blend. I thought they were doing their Temptus, Temptus, the Tarantos was their Where were those white. grapes come from? <laughs> Clavo. Where? In Where's the vineyard? <laughs> it's over, it's remember on that one side? It's over right over there. <laughs> no, it's, it's being grown. It's in North There's an experimental Santa Rita Creek Road, and they're doing, I mean, all kinds of things, like cool climate Tempranillos, uh, Tarantes, Albarinos. Gotcha. Well, because they're getting way more of that, that coastal They're getting that coastal right. influence, so they're doing That's a awesome. lot of different things, you know, and it's really, really awesome. But, so, you, now talking about interesting varietals, I mean, who do you think some of the leaders in the last five years, I mean, Tablas Creek comes to mind, they've, they've done a lot of interesting stuff and continue Always. to do so. Always. Well, I even think they're... Other company, Loma Drone does a lot of interesting. Neil's other spot, yeah. yeah. He, so Neil makes the wine for Tablas Creek, and and, and he has his own side project with his sister uh, Loma Drone, and then he's got Bristol's Cider House and all that. Um, <laughs> so, I, what other places would you recommend as far as like people doing interesting varieties? Uh, Amy other than Butler, Tablas. Amy, Amy well, Carignan, the Carignan, she's doing that. I like that. Um, yeah, Four Lanterns, they're doing, you know, they're doing pick pull here now. Oh, yeah. that's, well, I and again, the, the, the first mm-hmm. pick pull that I ever tasted was, again, Tallis Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and go. so, I mean, they're, they're, they're bringing some of those more obscure Rhone varietals. Um, but it always has to be, like, that one rebel that goes out and tests something, and, and tests then if it, it does well, do it. then yeah. people go, oh, He's okay. But, He's even, but there's right. even people doing stuff that are traditional varietals that most people don't know about, like Anglionico and oh, Montepulciano. People what are doing those from Hare Valley. Hare Valley. And, you know... Um, right over here, Giornata. Yes. Amy makes wine at both. What is Giornata? Giornata's doing like Nebbiolos, local Nebbiolos. We need to uh, go back to Caperone. Where was Caperone had a Nebbiolo? We tasted there like seven or eight years I ago. I, I don't know never where. I've been there. It oh, is, we need to go it, out there. Back when we went, day. again, this was like eight years ago, and we went there, and every bottle was 15 bucks. It was, no offense to anybody, it was a very boring tasting because there's no conversation. We're the only ones there, mm-hmm. and it was taste, 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 you're out. Uh, we ended up buying some wines there. The wines for fifteen bucks, I was actually pretty were, impressed with. Again, yeah. this was eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they were the majority of Italian varietals, and yeah. so just interesting. You yeah, know, Different. super interesting. Yeah. Well, because you get so used to. I mean, here what? I mean, it's like Cab, Syrah, Zinfandel, Zinfandel for sure. Um, what are some of the like common whites? I love whites. Grenache Blanc. Grenache Blanc is. Oh yeah, because yeah, Albarino. Albarino, Grenache Blanc, Picpoul. Uh, Marson, and that's Roussons. what's interesting. You mentioned Pickpool, and it's again it, that's still relatively new to the area, but it's right. becoming it's quickly common. Okay, so then let's hit on that one. How would yeah. you describe a Pickpool Blanc? Pickpool yes. Blanc would be like a very light, um, tart, aromatic, some like citrus on it, a little green fruit, maybe some pear sometimes. So a good chill it and kill it. Oh, chill it and kill it. <laughs> or porch pounder. That's how we started. I that love one. porch pounders. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, you, again, here, Paso in the summer yeah. when it's, you know, 105 yeah. and you go to, or at Templeton, too, you yeah. go to the concerts in the park, and what do you want? But even people, I, yeah, I want something to slam, but even right. people in this area, I mean, people are starting to make, they're starting yeah. to make, yeah. they're starting to make a, 
Sparklings here. I mean, Jack yep. Creek is doing one. You know, uh, McPrice Myers is doing Opolo one. Opalo has one. Opalo, Clavo um, had one, but that one and that yeah. was a different one because it was made with Grenache. Uh, I don't. I don't think they tried that one. That's what's interesting. They're doing like sparklings and fun, like rosés are. Oh, I was I mean, going to say rosés. The rosés are. about rosés around here? I'm not. The, I'm not the biggest amazing. fan of Castle rosés. I got to be oh, honest about that. Sorry, guys. Are there any that you do like though? Oh, you're I not love, a general fan. I'm a. I love. I love French rosés. Okay. I just like it's a ball. I love oh, Provence. Yeah. I love we just had Vandal. a Tavelle the other day at 15C that was oh, I, I mean, I just it, if, if someone can do a lighter style rosé, I'm totally down with it. Gotcha. I just am not into full skin contact rosés. I really like rosés. the rosé of, I think it's Sorrel Sangiovese that Amy, Amy Butler did for Pelletier. Amazing. Oh, I don't know, I don't know how we got to taste that one, but she does Very an light. amazing rosé. I like Ran, rosé on Ranchero bit, yeah. label. Yeah, I think I kind of Love agree. Rose. I think some of the rosés I've had here locally, they tend to be a bit heavy for a rosé for me. And I, for, again, if I'm going to, like, if, if I look at a rosé, I go, you're going to be light and lovely, and I'm going to pound the crap out of this. <laughs> Is that sexual at all? That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God, um, I need a moment. I feel like he, have you wow. ever been saving minutes. up for that? Uh, I know. <laughs> Where's my cigarette? I feel like I'm going to flash my <laughs> But right, like I mean, that's what when you look at a rosé, you're thinking like, I want light, right easy, exactly. And pastel ones tend to be a little bit bigger, um, right? <laughs> um, no, that's I totally weird. agree. I think pastel rosés, you kind of, they could almost even pass for, you know, drinking oh. them in the winter, right? I mean, um, no. So I mean, so, so I guess to wrap this up, then, so we just talked about like where we've been. What I mean, do you see the start of new trends coming along right now, where you see pastel going in the next five to ten? Uh, I really just see it with all these new winemakers, just a lot of experimentation. Um, they're going to be doing a lot more varietals that we don't see around here. Hopefully, they'll be. I'd love to see a lot of um, varietals that are coming from Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, some orange wine type stuff. And oh, there's been a lot of articles about orange wine. And it's recently. really, really good. I mean, I, I know the Terizis make some. Um, I love that. Oh, there's a few other people who are making some. I believe. Uh, Philip and Mary Hart up at Ambeth are doing some oh, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've been doing that range. Yeah, for so years. there's yeah. people just there. Uh, the experimentation, I mean, with the amphoras, people are bringing in acacia mm -hmm. wood barrels now. I mean, well, and Desperado's got both of those. Yeah, I know, and yeah. that's yeah, what, and the, the terracotta. Thing. Yeah, the amphoras, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you know the the cement eggs, and they're all it's. I, those are a trend, and I think they're awesome. You know what I like seeing the cement eggs. I don't mean to interrupt, but like even even with like bigger production places like Halter have have been experimenting with the cement stuff. Um, yeah, I mean that's you're, you're seeing more of that even with the bigger, more traditional places. And I think that's another really fat. Like these young guns are already influencing the big yeah, guns, right? They really, they really are. I mean, they're 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 they have a heavy influence on them. Right. I mean, I would love to see people just doing all kind of like ports and stuff. I mean, I know that we have Roxo and stuff, but. Like complete Solera system, <laughs> right, right? Where it's like you've got the top barrels and it filters all the way down, and they're drawing off of the bottom barrels. Oh, huh. wow. Seen some ports. Do you guys like you know? ports? We do like yeah. ports. I have to say, we have some ports. We like ports. We like the the late harvesty. Well, you know, I like I, those. Um, I like them. But we, kind we, of, there's a time and a place. Like I can't just sure. have that all. For, the time. We, had, no, we went through a like port phase where we really liked them, but for us, yeah. it's one of those things. Ports to me, it really is a you know? like a time of day, time of year type thing because they are they're heavy. The we have a white port right now at the shop. Oh man, I was drinking oh. last night. It's what is it? It's a white. It's a blanco port. Okay. Who's that? Maria. Santa Maria, da 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 da. That was it. That was perfect. But it's—I mean—it's like French toast in a glass. 
So, wow, interesting. So when we were on our honeymoon drive, what, many many years ago, one of the we went through um, Sonoma, Napa, Napa. Sonoma, oh, okay. all that stuff. But we ended up at Prager Port Works in Healdsburg. No, I've never been up there. To drink. Oh my god! You know what? Like, yeah. they, Prager she Port actually Works. bought a bottle of this. She loved this white port, and, and they ended up putting the wrong bottle in. It was, it was still good, but yeah. it was the wrong. Uh, the bottle. wrong white. They had two different white ports. But the one that she didn't get was it was amazing. It tasted um, like like. I want to go Warm butter. What's it made Popcorn? out of? Popcorn. I don't even remember. It's a white. It's li- the, you have to remember, this is back when I was white? still getting into wine. Yeah, yeah, it was a white port. And well, it I mean, was... it's like golden okay. looking. Well, but... It looks like um, like an aged Chardonnay, right? Yeah. Like oh, where yeah, it gets okay. that almost like apple Yellowy juice yeah. look to it. Yeah. But it was like warm popcorn it was. and just like Ooh. spices, holiday. Like great holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, it just like made That would have been a great one to have like a little bit after your like turkey dinner kind of thing. Going back to our Thanksgiving conversation. I'll have another. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you want you want to see people playing more with different varieties, yeah. um, and you know that the other thing that you know maybe we can touch on another time though is like I mean, obviously the craft beer thing is growing here, but now you're having a lot of these um, teaming ups of distilleries with the wineries yep. doing stuff, and like that's a whole another thing that's just adding so much character to Paso Temple, yeah. the yes. whole North County, yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole North County, just the whole industry. I keep I saying mean, Paso, and it's like it's not like Templeton, no. Atascadero. You just have to say North County. Yeah, exactly. North Cow, North Noco, 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 Noco. We probably shouldn't say Noco. We probably shouldn't say Noco. We don't promote the use of Norcos on this show, but if you happen to have some, we live at North County. Yeah, whatever. But you know, yeah, it's like I think. The distillery thing is, I, that's been an interesting thing. Well, kind of like even with the cider thing, like going back to Neil. Well, I mean, the Neil is doing something with Joe Barton. I mean, they're taking all of the um, all the juniper berries and things like yep. that that they use for the gins, and they're yeah. incorporating them into the cider now. And so they're making Sweet. a new, completely something completely new out of a wasteful product, which is amazing. It's a, yeah, it, it, so it cool. blows my mind to see all that. And I mean, even in the last what, like last year and a half, I mean, it's um, you have. Well, Refine's been around forever. You have Wine Shine right over Refine here. Refine makes the amazing limoncello. Oh, yeah, they do. Authentic. Well, and Red Souls has Red their Souls, thing. Castoro like has Castor- their thing. It's called Bethel Road Distillery. Yeah, Max invited me out there to go taste. I want to go out there. I want to cover that whole thing, too. Because uh, Do you want me to hit you up? when he? Because he's... Let me know. Go out there, I'll because let you know. They got the building. They have Jan Chris now, right? Their old spot, yeah. Okay, right on. So that's where they're doing that thing. Um... And then, but I mean, there's more too. Opalo has a still. Um, I'm, I know I'm missing probably three or four. Deucey has one now. Oh, dude, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Or Billy. I love. Oh, yeah. but, <laughs> Way to go, yeah. Billy. Rock on. I love that though. Like you go and there's this, and you go in the back and there's this whole like steampunk copper kind yeah, of yeah. cool looking thing. It's so cool and it's all bubbly. Well, the Grand Marnier style that. Wine shine is doing is absolutely yeah, phenomenal. I have some of that. You know what? I, I bought um, I got a bottle of their um, the cinnamon brandy. Brandy, yeah. And I'll be honest, like I've been dumping a little out in a little scotch glass, straight maybe an ice cube, nice. and I've been in, I, it just it's good just by itself. I've been jig- digging that. He, he said put it in with eggnog or something too. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, he said it'd be great with eggnog. <laughs> See, now we're like getting thirsty, but. So yeah, I don't know. I kind of I, I agree. I think the playing with varietals is gonna continue to be an interesting thing locally. Um, I'm pretty excited to see some Torontos come around. Me too. I she's been love a big me some she, One of the first I ones she too. had was at a La Cosecha restaurant. The yeah. bartender Jenna gave hooked us. me up with some Torontos, and, and I have cool. literally every time been we go in, in there, she has one. Yeah. I just yeah. well, it's very to me. It's it's almost uh, reminiscent of like Malvasia. Mm-hmm. It's super floral on the nose. But then it's dry and it's awesome, and you can go. You mm-hmm. can you can do Tarantias that's kind of fat and full, but then you right. can also do it super lean as exactly well. Exactly right. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see because I think another thing that'd be cool to talk to you maybe down the road we'll do another one of these where we kind of talk about because I've had this kind of thought about how far can Paso go? How many wineries can we sustain along with distilleries and breweries? Because you know that's all about infrastructure and marketing, right? I mean, water. Well, what clearly water <laughs> and right? water well, infrastructure yeah, and water being water, the biggest thing. The, 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 and I mean, you hear a lot of winemakers talking about um, going dry farming, especially new vineyards going in where their their focus is trying to do the dry farming thing. But even the dry free. farmers, and I mean, you guys can people can dispute me whatever, but the smart dry farmers they even supplement their water. Right. I mean, you have to on those first vines when they're coming in. Oh well, yeah, you got to get even them those, to but even maturity. I know that there's a few of them here. In Paso, then they claim, "Oh, we're strictly dry farm; we don't touch." And I, I've seen the trucks at night, you know. Oh, really? Filling, and then there's other people who dry farm legitimately, and their yields were down 75 percent this year because it's like they're killing their vines. It's like, why do you want to kill your vines? Right. It's like I understand you want to be super dy- biodynamic and you want to do all this stuff, but it's like right. you need to take if you if this is your investment, take care of your investment. Well, right, because I mean, if you're if the vines are dead after what ten years or whatever it is, yeah, then you're losing your money. Because I mean, um, even with the ones that water um, this year, this turned out to be a horrible year as far as yields go. Because they've they've been down anywhere from what forty to sixty percent, some only, more. There's only one person I know who was up this year. Who would that be? Uh, Mark Fletcher. He has a little vineyard over here on the other side of the river. He does Syrah grapes, and they're really really good. So why was he, he up? I have no idea, but he's drawn. He's drawn straight from the the Salinas Aquifer, so he doesn't. Oh, okay. He has water, and he, right. he he got. Kid you not, this is not a lie. He got six tons to the acre. Whereas everybody else is literally doing poundage on some places. Right. And it's wow. like six tons, dude. Are you crazy? He's like, I'm not lying. It's. It's like, no, you're not a liar. You're a good guy. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. There you go. I mean, Paso is going to be interesting to watch for the next few years. I mean, just to kind of see where North things County. go. North County. No coast. You're not getting it. What? Norco. I thought we were going to do Norco. the whole. It's not just Paso. It's like North Norco. County. It's Norco. Nor- oh, we're doing Norco. Yeah. Even though it sounds like a like a. Like a we're going to reclaim that word. For yeah. Positive we're taking aspects. it. Yeah. yeah. We're spinning back Norcos for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's a good idea. Um, so yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know. This is like. Three straight episodes with Loesch and Lisa. Love it. It's getting a little chaotic. We should that get some more like beer now. It's the L Square show. I, gotta, I, gotta I know. Go <laughs> I gotta go get my bike. Oh, yeah. Loesch has got to go pick up his bike. You're leaving? All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Okay. We're out.